The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. After um, a certain point, after The Rising, I, I kind of lost track of Bruce, like all those albums, you know, yeah. uh, Wrecking Ball, Magic, like you said, Devil and Dust, and like... There's some songs here and there that I would pay attention to, but I ne- nothing ever captured me. You know, nothing ever really captured my attention. And then Western Stars came out, and I said, okay, another Bruce album I'm probably not going to really pay much attention to, but let's give it a try, right? And I turned it on while I was working, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I I just fell in love with it. It's totally different than anything he's ever done. It's different than anything you're going to hear. And it's just so beautiful. Like the album is just so beautiful. And I and I read comments online and reviews where people are like, oh, I can't believe he sings this country music with this orchestra. And I'm like, the orchestra is the best freaking part. You know, like it's so beautiful. I just really, really love the Western Stars album. Like I, I can't say enough about it. the second half of Skip Sherman and I's discussion. It starts out with a little uh, discussion of his podcast, so we get a little sportsy. Then we get back to talking to Bruce. And then, because this was so long, um, I added some information after we ended the show. He and I talked probably another 20 minutes, and I've included a little clips of those uh, past the credits where he and I just talk. Um, all together, Skip and I spent two hours talking to each other. Um, I just adored talking to him and a great guy. Please check out his podcast. But here is part two of my discussion with Skip. All right, so let's get off Springsteen just for a moment. Sure. And I want to talk about, talk to me a little bit about your podcast. Uh, let's, oh, sure. let's plug it. Talk about me, why you guys started doing this, and give, just give people your elevator pitch of what your podcast is. Sure. So it is called the Skip and Josh Podcast. I am Skip, and my co-host is Josh. Um, I mean, we, we're almost at three years, 197 episodes, and I think our three-year anniversary is going to be in November. Nothing wrong with that. That's impressive. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's mostly once a week, but this last few months we've been doing it twice a week um just to you know give ourselves a little bit of a break it was more more about the summer um it's a we, the original podcast and it still is it's a sports podcast the tagline is by the fans for the fans you know we're right. fans and josh always says it's not a podcast about scores and x's and o's and it's not what you hear on ESPN or on Fox Sports 1 or here in Canada on TSN or whatever. We talk about how sports affects us, you know, like what exactly. we like, what we don't like. 
And, you know, me being in Montreal and Josh being in Toronto, um, it's a uniquely Canadian perspective on mostly American sports, you know, which is kind of interesting. And um, like I was telling you off the air, you know, Jesse, it's a, a ho- it, the podcast is a hobby. It's a labor of love. We yes. do it because we love to do it. You know, um, we do it because it's fun. And the main reason why we did it is because this is the way for me and Josh to keep in touch on a regular basis. We know every Saturday morning we're going to have our phone call and we're going to record it. And we're going to talk about the same stuff that we'd be talking about anyways. <laughs> it, it, it is absolutely true right it is um i do uh, a podcast called how many uh which is very very sporadic when we come out and the reason why is i have you know bob jr gary um and i used to all work together and we're friends scott is a friend it has become a friend and um and so we would meet about once every month uh, before the pandemic at a central location and we would or at somebody's house and we would record episodes live where we're talking to each other. And, you know, and just and, yeah. uh, and the premise came from because um, Junior has the um, kind of bit, you know, the comedy bit that if you. Uh, mentioned um, Eagles, he'd say, oh, they've got eight, as in they've got eight hits. Uh, um, you know, uh, right. you know, David Bowie, ah, he's got seven. You uh, know, and then we go, seven? What do you mean? And we'd start naming all the hits. Let's name and he, the hits. Yeah, and he would go, oh, that's a B-side at best. And, mm. um, and you know, and, that's and, funny. yeah, and it would be. And so, uh, so we decided, well, why don't we do that? Why don't we and, and originally it started out with just us talking to Junior about that, but we warped it to um, like um, we would go, let's say, Paul Newman. Okay, how many films would you actually say are good Paul Newman films? Like, wow. and then and then we would have a list. Like, okay, I have I have 50 films that Paul Newman has been on. How many of these do you think we're going to do? And we all go around, take the table. I think there's 20. I think there's 30. And um, and then we go through and we discuss them. And like, no, I don't think that one is. And it's and it you know and it's it's majority rule. So three out of four is thinks it counts. And at right. the end, we count it all up and go, okay, who got closest? And you know, um, and it's Your just own personal game show. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's just basically an excuse for us to get together and hang out and yeah. talk. Yeah. Right. Um, and. So I, I get that. I get that why, um, you know, it's exactly the discussion you would be having yeah. um, if if you were someone who called your friend routinely. Yeah. But if you weren't doing a podcast, you may not call him every week, right? We do. I mean, our, we text every single day. Yeah, but, okay. You know, yeah. But, you know, so, so just to continue, like when the pandemic yeah. started and then all the sports were canceled, well, yeah. now we had nothing to talk about. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so for a few weeks, we kind of talked about the same stuff. Like, right. and it was getting like, we were like, well, this is going nowhere, you know? Sure. And so we kind of changed things up and we decided we're just going to, we actually had a draft. <laughs> I made a whole list of topics and he made a whole list of topics and we had a draft to decide what would be the next 14 episodes of the show? So we're about halfway through now. <laughs> so 
so yeah did so you, for example did you yeah. record the draft yeah, the draft is one of the episodes. <laughs> uh, that is awesome. I love that. Because like, you know, I came I, with a list of like yeah. 20 topics and he came yeah. with a list with like 20 topics or whatever it was. Yeah. And we said, you're going to pick seven and I'm going to pick seven. And it was in case we had the same ones, you know, right. so which maybe there would have been. So like, for example, you, you've listened. To, I know you've listened yeah. to the last bunch of them. So we had like our tops and we're doing mostly top seven because like you like we said, you know, 10 is too many. Five is too little, you know, so. Uh, top seven Seinfeld episodes, the best concerts we ever saw, songs with names of a person in the title, um, our favorite cartoon characters. And then just on Tuesday, I released um, we released uh, our our favorite sports uniforms. Yeah. <laughs> so. so, yes, I've been listening and I, <laughs> I, I am I am loving the podcast uh, because uh, you guys chemistry is great. Uh, the, you know, the discussion, um, it's, it's funny because like I did the sportscasters, very Canadian hockey. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. like, I, I don't know any of these. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but, know any of I these. And I got your email and I was like, oh, poor Jesse. Like you <laughs> didn't know half the guys because yeah. it was very hockey focused. And then even then Canadian yeah. folks, you know, so yeah. But, um, but we did like the episode where you guys, talked about you know uniforms um you know it was a wide diverse and you guys explaining and and down to not just um a you did the eras like one of you picked brooklyn dodgers but this specific era of brooklyn dodgers and that was awesome that was so much fun well, because like I said, like my number one was the San Diego Chargers, but it's not the San Diego Chargers of now, you know, it's that it's it's before my time. It's that, well, they've worn it now as a throwback, you know, sure. it's that powder blue with the, the helmet with the, the yellow and white lightning bolt. Like, I mean, it's, it's like stuff like that. Thank you for listening. Jesse. Appreciate no, it. it um, so what's the plan after you get through these 14 topics? We're going to do another draft. Oh, how fun. <laughs> But but what's interesting now is sports is back, right? So right. we're sort of deciding what we're going to do. But the interesting thing is when the pandemic hit, the first few episodes, like I said, we were talking about the same stuff, right? Yeah. And the interesting thing is that I was telling Josh, I'm not watching sports anymore. I'm not interested. The seasons should all be canceled. I don't know why the NBA and the NHL are talking about playing games. I don't know why the NFL's. This is back in March, you know? Like, yeah. Like, like they should just cancel things and start over whenever this is out, whenever this is over, right? Right. I don't know why they're like. There's no point in restarting. And Josh was took the other side, and he's like, "No, they got to finish what they started, and yeah. we need sports, and it's a distraction, and and that kind of stuff, right?" So the thing is, that was March. Now we're in September, and we've switched roles, but just by just the way it turned out. I'm the one that's actually watching sports. Josh went went ahead and canceled all his sports cable channels. He can't even watch them anymore. <laughs> I, I remember. I love that. And I, I like okay. And um, and right, he says I'm less stressed now because yeah, I don't. He canceled <laughs> all his. He doesn't have any. He doesn't have any of the game. He doesn't can't watch anything. So he's like, well, the thing is, um, he's been watching hockey because. I mean, hockey is like yeah. part of the culture here. So sure. CBC, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, it's like the every household in Canada gets CBC right. no matter what. It's it's free to air. So they carry a lot of the playoff games regardless. 
So he's been watching the hockey on that. But NFL, I don't know what he – he's probably can get a game or two here and there, honestly. Right. And NBA, you can't get any of them. That, that's out. Yeah. You know? Even Did, with the Raptors, he still can. Yeah. Um, so – I, I've got to ask you, uh, you know, we talked a little bit, um, you know, I'm following the Dallas Stars, but not <laughs> religiously. Yeah. Um, though I have a couple of friends I work with that are just diehard fans, and they are very much going, we are playing on house money. This is, you know, we we never thought we would get this far, and now then we'll see what happens. Vegas was such a heavy favorite, and the fact that they beat Vegas, and then even the fact that they got past the round in Colorado. Colorado was everybody's darling. Yeah. So they are playing with house money for sure. But um, we're in an interesting situation, especially with hockey and basketball. It's much more pronounced. The home ice advantage, the home court advantage is nullified. Exactly. So – I mean, it's huge in the NBA. There's no way – I don't know how close you're following the, the basketball, but there's no way the Denver Nuggets win that series if um, there is actually you know, games playing on either court. I, I don't believe that they're going to win those games in, in L.A., so it, it's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to cheer for the Dallas Stars 100%. Like. Uh, well, because, well, yeah. you know, we were um, – my son, as I shared, was a, is a huge fan and, you know, uh, loves the Mavericks. And, you know, um, any time a clock, like just a few minutes ago as we're recording this, he would have like, oh, 941. That's a good sign, Dirk. <laughs> like anytime 41 yeah. is on a clock, he would go, oh, Dirk. That's good. Uh, because from his perspective, he was too young to enjoy the Cowboys Super Bowls. Right. But like he lived the whole Nowitzki era. Yeah, he loved the, the whole Dirk Nowitzki era. And you he know, got that one championship. That one championship know, that he – exactly. You know, and, yeah. and we um, – you know, he was still in college when that was happening. But, but the, you know, the we Stars texted, wanted 99. Was he following hockey then? No, no. So oh. that's – you know, he would have been 10. I mean, uh, kind of casually. Uh, so, yeah. So we're we're – he he's – all about Luca now, um, mm-hmm. though he says, um, and now all my Springsteen fans are going, when are you guys, why are you guys talking about sports? I promise we'll get back to Bruce in a minute. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, he's like, Luca, quit complaining to the refs. Quit complaining to the refs. I don't know how a much star. you've seen in basketball, Luka's, but he is, is a star. He's he a is star. a star. He is. And, and all the stars so complain young. to the refs. That's what he, they do. He is you know? so young and he has yeah. such an upside. We're just so excited for him. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so we talked a bit. You're an Eagles fan. How do you feel your Eagles are going to do? Well, I had high hopes, but they stank on Sunday. <laughs> well, Cowboys <laughs> lost too, so there we go. The problem with the Eagles is they just have not been healthy for two years. Yeah. And then going into this first game, they had the makeshift offensive line. Anyways, we're getting too much into the X's and O's, yes. like I like to say. But I think they'll be fine. I think they're going to be a good team. I think they're going to battle it out with the Cowboys for the division, just like they did last year, just like they did the year before. Yeah. 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 And were you were you happy for Andy Reid? Oh, 100%. Good. 100%. I, that guy I, is so deserving of the Super Bowl. I, I'm he glad, too. everything he's got. He, tremendous coach. Look, when the Eagles got rid of him, I mean – so that's the shelf life of a coach in the NFL. That's yeah, what happens. Exactly. You, you, you can't be the coach of a team forever. You just can't. And yeah. they made it to four straight NFC championship games with Andy Reid as the coach. They made yeah. it to the Super Bowl once. They couldn't get over the hump, and then they decided time to change, change gears. Yeah. You know. So. Uh, 
Yeah, I was glad about that too. Absolutely. They're going to win the Super Bowl again. Uh, I mean, maybe not this year, but they're going to win again. Like, yeah. Keith, they're too good. And Pat Mahomes is too good. <laughs> now, how did you become an Eagles fan living in Montreal? Well, it's a long story. <laughs> okay, is it is it a boring story? No, I was a 49ers fan. So okay. when you talked about that game when they were down 21 to nothing yeah. in the championship game, and I say I remember it well, is because I remember it well. Because <laughs> you, you were on yeah. the other hand, you're like, yes, yes, exactly. Dion has come here. We've got him going. You know, when Cowboys I was 12 years old, yeah. I was like, Joe Montana captivated me, and I became a 49ers fan, yeah. and that's what I became. But um, I sort of lost touch with them, and then what happened was my son started getting into football, right? And when he was 10, 11 years old, who were the most exciting players in the NFL? Michael Vick and Deshaun Jackson. You okay. Know? <laughs> Not exactly the best role model. Right, but, but yes. But – but, you know, hell of exciting football players, right? Sure. So he became an Eagles fan. And we also have a very strong connection to the city of Philadelphia because we have a, I have a very good friend who lives in Philadelphia. And we've visited Philadelphia his whole life. Like the life of my kids, their whole life, we visited Philadelphia practically every year, sometimes twice a year, right? Yeah. So we have a big connection to Philadelphia. And then, of course, he latched on to these players that he liked. And, sure. and then what happened is – I became a fan because of him. Oh, how funny. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah. So he wanted to watch the Eagles, so we started watching together. And now I'm like, I, I, I'm I, living and dying, unfortunately, by every Sunday, which is really bad. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah. first, a couple of things. One, um, the NFC Championship game, if I'm pushed, I will probably tell you that is my favorite Cowboy game of that era, even though they <laughs> lost, because... You know, it just felt like they, you know, Aikman and them never gave up. I mean, they just, they just pushed and you know, and pushed that and year pushed. that Steve Young won, I mean, of course he deserved it and, and they killed San Diego in the Super Bowl and everything. But, you know, really, when you look at it, Deion Sanders was the balance of power. Yes. You know, and like then, yeah. when Deion was on Dallas, they were able yeah. to beat the 49ers. Yes. And then Deion switched sides, and then they were able to beat Dallas. Like yeah. he, th- th- it was that was it. It just came down to what team Deion was on. You it know? really was. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that. Um, <laughs> it, the uh, the I I there is the local sports station I I talked to here about the ticket. I will send you a link. Um, you know they're. They talk X's, but they do a lot of bits. Mm-hmm. And um, at eight forty every day, they do a uh, comedy bit, and they do fake characters. They have a fake, uh, you know, they did a fake Jason Garrett. They did a fake, <laughs> you know, uh, they do a fake Jerry Jones. And in fact, you'll hear every once in a while Joe Buck and Troy Aikman talk about the fake Jerry because, you know, Aikman is on the show every Tuesday morning. During football season, he joins them, and Joe Buck is just a huge fan of theirs. Um, but they have a character called the Touchdown Brothers, which they pretend that they are a Philadelphia sports <laughs> talk show. And so, like, every they, they're always playing Bon Jovi to come. Yeah. That's their return music. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they have one of the guys call, you know, Sal from South, South oh, Philly. Yeah. Yeah. And like, can I ask you guys a question? Sure, Sal. So sure, Sal. He's so like, true. do the Cowboys suck or what? <laughs> you know? Because I, like I said, we visited Philadelphia so often, right? So, so many times. I like, 
we we would tell them, like, let's turn on the Philly Talk Radio. Let's hear what they're talking about while we're there. We're driving in the car. Yeah. It's hysterical to listen to. Yeah. I you was I was one send you loss a link. Yeah. and guys are jumping out of their window. Oh, you know? And they were talking about like um yeah, so I will send you links. They were talking about like Andy Reid. Now that is a fine man. Now oh. you know, and, and they're like, Oh, Wade Phillips, he's just man, he's big. He just you know, he's let himself go. Now that Andy Reid guy, that is a sign of a muscular man. And so <laughs> So I yeah. give Andy a lot of credit. I don't know if you saw the first Thursday. He wore a visor the whole game. Ah. And it was all fogged up. I don't think he could see. It was really yeah. weird, but he kept that visor yeah. on. Yeah, McCartney so. did the same thing. McCartney wore a mask the whole time. So Well, they're they're t- they're mandating the coaches to wear masks because the coach of the Rams, McVay, didn't have his mask on and he was roaming around the sidelines. So I I, I saw something that they said the NFL is going to come down hard on the coaches if they don't keep yeah. the mask on all game. Um, one last sports, and this is more, <laughs> I do not normally, actually, I'm going to lie, I do a little politics talk, but, sure. um, your thoughts on, um, all the protests that the MPA has done and that, you know, the, the push they've done with Black Lives Matter and, and, uh, you know, we finally had a cowboy that nailed, yeah. uh, this game, you know, because Jerry has been very vocal about he shouldn't and, you know, um, just, you're, you're welcome to your opinion. Mine sure, is. Sure, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, you well, know, first my, of all, they, yeah. they should have always been able to kneel. Absolutely. I mean, like I told you, I was a 49ers fan. I love Colin Kaepernick. I'm I'm a huge Colin Kaepernick fan. But I I loved him as a player. I, I, I recognize that he wasn't the greatest quarterback at a certain point. But, boy, when he was good, he was freaking good, <laughs> you know. And um, I I – never had i never understood we me and josh had talked about it at one point on on an episode i don't remember but like there's no reason why he, anybody should have cared one way or not if he knelt yeah you know as a matter of fact you know if you go and read up he 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 consulted with a navy seal or yes. an army ranger to yeah. to find out what would be the most uh respectful you know, way, respectful to, way yeah. and he said you should kneel and that's what he did and then you know of course you know Unfortunately, look, look, I don't want to insult half of your country, but, you know, a good portion of your country are, are like in a little bit of a cult right now. They <laughs> are. Know? And it's just it's so scary. And yeah. um, and the idea that um, and and I love servicemen who will go on Twitter or go on social media and say, look, I fought two wars exactly. so that they could kneel. Yeah. Like what what are you doing? This is this is, um, you know, a sign of and I have plenty of friends who are like, no, it's disrespectful. And it's not disrespectful. It isn't about the flag. It isn't about the national anthem. It's about calling to things and doing so good to hear Same people that are yeah. saying it's disrespectful are buying a hot dog when the national anthem is being played. Absolutely. Yeah, OK, absolutely. Honestly, there's yeah. there's there's a, a, a at at Texas Stadium. Is that what it's called now? Uh. Jerry World, whatever. Yeah, Jerry World, yeah. <laughs> AT&T Stadium, yes. There are 10,000 people milling around, buying food or going to the bathroom when they're playing the National Anthem. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right? Uh, you, you're right there. Um, all right. Back to Bruce. Back to Bruce. Uh, I've got to of... talk about Western Stars. Okay, sure. <laughs> Let's talk about Western Stars. I was just going to ask you, are there songs or albums that have mean a lot to you? What did you think of the movie? The Western Stars movie? Yeah. I like the actual album better, Okay. I think. Although it's the same thing, honestly. Uh, well, 
you know, a lot of people I'm surprised that have said, I liked it live better than I did the studio version. So that's interesting. You've got a little different take. Well, it's the same music. Like, honestly, the the movie didn't really give you much more than what the album did. It's really the same thing, you know? And, and, you know, so after um, a certain point, after The Rising, I kind of lost track of Bruce, like all those albums, you know, uh, Wrecking Ball, Magic, like you said, Devil and Dust, and like... There's some songs here and there that I would pay attention to, but I ne- nothing ever captured me. You know, nothing ever really captured my attention. And then Western Stars came out and I said, OK, another Bruce album. I'm probably not going to really pay much attention to, but let's give it a try. Right. And I turned it on while I was working and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I I just fell in love with it. It's totally different than anything he's ever done. It's different than anything you're going to hear. And it's just so beautiful. Like the album is just so beautiful. And I and I read comments online and reviews where people are like, oh, I can't believe he sings this country music with this orchestra. And I'm like, the orchestra is the best freaking part. You know, like it's so beautiful. I just really, really love the Western Stars album. Like I, I can't say enough about it. Well, you know, my my I I did too, by the way, and I I I love the movie. I loved. I felt it like it was a continuation of Broadway. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And um, but my my greeniness, right, is I'm like, oh, you know how you did and the Seeger sessions where you mm. started bringing some some normal E Street bands playing in that style. I yeah. was like. Oh, in that barn, couldn't you have picked three or four, um, you know, regular E Street songs no, and played it them with that go. band? I would have loved to see that style. Cowboy music, yeah, it's cowboy music, 100. Uh-huh. You know, tougher and than then, the rest would have worked. I would have loved to see that band do tougher than the rest. That's true. Yeah, but you know, the first time I listened to, well, not the first time, but the first day yeah. I listened to it because I listened yeah. to it over and over and over. Sure. And then I got to that song with my favorite song on, on Western Stars is Sundown. Sure. And I got to that song and I was like. Oh my God! Listen to this song. Yeah, I'm like this is like Glenn Campbell, Wichita lineman. That's it what it reminded me of. The first first thing that came into my head is like this is Glenn Campbell music. And then when the live album came out, the movie, and he sings Rhinestone Cowboy at the end, I felt so vindicated. Like oh. to myself, I was like, I knew it had a Glenn Campbell connection. Yeah, um, I had there. There is a album, the second to last album Glenn Campbell did. Um, called meet Glenn Campbell and he did it's all modern you can get it on Spotify it is all modern remakes of him doing um, songs that um, that are modern songs but in that style of right. that Jimmy Webb kind of yeah. orchestra and it's and so I love that and I I just really was impressed by this and um, and you know I'm looking at that barn going oh my good how cool it would have been to be in that audience and, oh. and heard that. And just that small, intimate venue is amazing. Is that his barn? He owns it? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. really spectacular. Yeah, it really is a spectacular album. And, and 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 I fully am aware when I'm saying that, that some people are going to listen to this and just say, what the hell is this? It's not everybody's cup of tea for sure. You oh, know? absolutely. And, you know, I had a really – I had a wonderful lady um, who is on um, – you might know this pain. Um, she is a blogger from California, 
and I had Joyce on the podcast. We had a nice hour discussion, and when I went back, none of it taped. Oh no! Right, and so I had to go back. I'm so sorry, Joyce. What you know? Would you mind doing this again? And she goes, absolutely, would love to do it again. And so we ended up going a different conversation, right? Right. Um, and it was a great conversation. I, I just would have liked to have both. But um, she was, um, you know, she said, and the reason I asked her is she said Western Stars wasn't the album I wanted from him. I wanted a mad, angry yeah. political well, album. And yeah. she goes, and she, and she goes, and I realize that's my issue, not his issue. And yeah. um, it was a, we had a really good discussion about it. Um, so, what did you think of Letter to You? I think it's okay. Okay, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I, I heard, I, well, so I listened to E Street Radio like all day long. Sure. Uh, well, I just got a new car, so we got a three month free of sure. Hey, anyway, yeah, great. So. So I'm listening, and plus it was fr- it was free during the pandemic for on the app only for uh, many right. months, right? So, yeah. um, so I've been listening to it a lot. So that song comes up every hour. Yeah, uh, I liked it more actually as I heard it, but it's it's very much like everything else he's kind of put out over the last ten ish years. It's sort of the same along the same lines. That's why I like Western Stars because it's just so different. Something very you know? different. Yeah. But like when you played um the other day on your show, you played like or no you didn't play, sorry, you read uh sort of uh some of your um previous guests uh yeah. thoughts on it and like some are positive and then some are very negative, right? Yeah. And um, I was just surprised at like some of the really negative comments because it's it's not really any different, yeah. better or worse than most of the stuff he's put out recently. You know, yeah, so. yeah, I think so. Um, did you? Um, I just think it's great, and I'm Pollyanna, right? That the idea <laughs> that he's seventy, he'll be seventy-one next week, and he's you know putting out a new album that's just well that's amazing. it you, you read that you read that review and i forget the name of the guest forgive me um yeah. arlen is that yes his name? exactly okay so he 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 was not happy about no, yeah he was the song <laughs> yeah and, and he said you know why do they record this over five days and you know like they're not giving it the attention it deserves for an out like that along the lines of how could he put out an album in five days and and my first thought is he's 70 years old well, almost 72, right? Next week. And, and I mean, a couple of the members of the band are no longer with us, right? And, you know, not every 70-year-old man is in a position in his life like Bruce is where he's had this incredible career and he can – he can he's at the point in his career where he can do whatever he wants. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, maybe when he put out Born to Run or Born in the USA, he had pressure from record companies. He had pre- pressure from the bandmates. He had yeah. pressure from fans, you know. And if he wants to get together with his buddies and record some music and put it out, good or bad, maybe it's horrible. Maybe the record's going to stink. But if he likes it, that's all that matters. Seven years old. Let him do whatever he wants. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm right there with you. And, um, and you know, the phrase, right, been there, done that. Right. I have I have spent nine months working on an album. What, why wouldn't you support someone that says, so, you know what, for a change of pace, let's get the band in the studio and yeah. let's no do overdubbing. Let's just play live. What can have, we do in five days? Have you heard that podcast series? Have you heard that podcast series? Um 
about the making of Born to Run? I'm sure you have, right? Yes. What is it called? Um, anyways, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank too. But Wings yeah. for Wheels, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. So th- they talk about the making of the Born to Run song. Yeah. <laughs> like specifically the song and how there's like 10 tracks on top of 10 tracks with 6 million instruments and there's one guitar that you can't even hear but he knew it was there and like honestly like the most overkill of OCD musician overkill that you could ever have right <laughs> and of course the album's amazing and Born to Run is the probably the greatest album in history but like like you said <laughs> maybe now he's 70 years old he's not 25 right maybe he doesn't have the energy to like do that kind of uh you know that kind of production anymore who knows absolutely i agree yeah. um yeah. all right skip what have i not asked you that i should have my favorite songs that i didn't see or did see yes in yes that's yes know. yes absolutely so well thanks to tours... my boss time i saw all the songs that i saw okay. <laughs> when he tours next are there songs you're chasing oh of course i mean well i mean Look, I've seen Born. I mean, he's played Born to Run at every concert. When you go on Molly Boss Time, that's the number one song, right? Um, Racing in the Streets is my favorite song, other than, you know, Born to Run, Thunder Road, Jungle Land, Badlands, you know, the ones that everyone says, right? Racing in the Streets is so beautiful, <laughs> honestly. And I've tried to listen to as many live versions as possible. Like I listen to all different live versions, all different arrangements. I always come back to this, the one from the box set, the 75 to 85. That's still my favorite, but that's the song that I'd love to hear live. Um, maybe also, um, prove it all night. You know, I never liked prove it all night that much, but there's the scene in the movie, <laughs> you know, in, uh, blinded by the light, the movie. Right. When he's with the girl and he's 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 singing her or speaking to her the lyrics of the song, you know, tie your hair black and a long black bow. And it's such an amazing scene in the movie that it kind of re-energized me to go listen to the song more, you know? Yeah, I, I can yeah. get that. I see that yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah, that's good. That's really good. Um, Racing in the Street before he did girls in their summer clothes i said was his version of a beach boy car song like you know instead of uh you know 409 and little yeah. deuce coupe his version was racing in the streets but um, it's just so beautiful it is Roy a beautiful song. on the piano on that it's just yeah. so unbelievable you know yeah it, it's yeah. just something special yeah. all right um anything else i've forgotten before know, we move to the mary talk- question Oh, the Mary question. Oh, I have some thoughts on that. I don't know. Okay. Do you want to talk about John Hyatt? I don't know how long this episode is going to be. But... <laughs> I tell you what. Why don't we <laughs> we will book we will book you again and do a John Hyatt episode. How about I that? I would love. To do that. We will yeah. do. Uh, the, uh, like I, I'm. I mentioned that John Hyatt was one of my top concerts when we did our yes. top concert episode, and you listened to that, and you were probably surprised that like, hey, there's this Canadian guy. He knows yeah. about John Hyatt. John yeah. Hyatt. He's so obscure. Not everybody knows even who it is. You know yeah. who he is. Yeah. Um, I've I've been lucky enough to see John um, several times. Yeah. Um, one of the first times um, he was playing at the uh, Ellen's Redo, which is a it used to be a bank and they had converted uh-huh. it into a nightclub, wow. so it had great acoustics. Yeah. And it was just him, 
um, this was right after Bring the Family came out. Oh, wow. And so it was just him, a guitar, and a, um, you know, like an organ, you know, like mm-hmm. a keyboard. Yeah. And, um, and he, you know, we started, you know, play the usual, yeah. you know, play. And um, I smashed my aunt with a guitar because my friend Rick, you know, had just been a fan for him forever. And uh, we, we got to meet him you know, because it was such a small club and he signed some albums of ours yeah. and he's such, uh, a, such a great song. We, we kept asking him like, can we buy a drink? Can we buy a drink? But we uh-huh. didn't know he had recently gone sober. Oh you yeah. Know? Uh, so it's fun. So yeah, I would love to, we'll, we'll schedule some time. Yeah. Um, yeah and we'll, we'll try to make that. That'd be good. Uh, all right. So for those of you there. who may never have heard the <laughs> podcast before, Jay Armstrong is an honors English teacher in the Philadelphia area and an Eagles fan for that matter and um every year for the senior for his senior class uh in their honors english class they take uh thunder road and break it apart as a poem they look at all the lyrics they talk about the imagery that the lyrics describe they talk about the themes of the song uh compare it to the road not taken by robert frost and at the end of the two days um Jay looks at the class and he says, "This Mary get in the car." So, Skip, that's your question. Yeah. Does I, Mary get in the car? I thought a lot about this because obviously you asked this to all your guests. So yes, I did. It is. I had time to really analyze it and think yeah. about it. And you know, your last one of your last guests that you had on, I forget her name. She she kind of looked at it like, you know, glass half full, glass half empty. She goes, "I'm a romantic. I'm going to say he gets in the car." So. I'm taking it a step further than than your friend that has the class that analyzes this thing because you can't just analyze this. I'm looking at what happened after. So so I'm saying she didn't get in the car. Okay, that's like just that's my answer. But my reason is that the next album was Darkness on the Edge of Town, and that album is full of. Well, darkness, you know, and and questions about life and finding your place in the world and Badlands and Promised Land and and Prove It All Night, you know, where and and these are like it's it's about a person who doesn't know where they fit in. They are they're trying to find their place in this kind of cruel world that's trying to keep them down. You know, where do you fit in? And 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 so I think that's the next very next album is a person that hasn't found that that love yet and actually i only thought about this today when i was thinking about this answer i don't think mary gets into the car until tunnel of love (laughs) actually oh nice i like that (laughs) right i Uh don't i think you know getting into the car is obviously or not obviously but maybe it's this sort of metaphor for you know finding the love of your life and i don't think he found that until much later so I'm going to counter argue because <laughs> I normally don't counter argue. I I um I always love the answers and you have a great answer, Skip. But because you mentioned Racing in the Street is one of your yeah. favorite songs, um now there's wrinkles around my baby's eyes and she cries mm-hmm. herself to sleep at night. When I come home the house is dark, she sighs baby did you make it all right right. she sits on the porch of her daddy's house but all her pretty dreams are torn and i had someone join me that said it's yes because 
the fr- when the front porch that yeah. she's doing, she's now on the porch of that same porch and unhappy because of where they're at. Wow. And I went, wow. Oh, my God. You just I, blew my mind, Jesse. <laughs> right? Yeah. Seriously. Wow. Uh huh. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. I I cannot give credit. It was you know it was one of the listeners said yes because later that porch is where you know she dances on the porch. So wow. very nice. Um, Skip, we've 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 gone almost an hour and a half. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. I you know you shared beforehand like I like long podcasts. Well, I do. Yeah. It's good. Uh, this has been a blast. I have a lot of fun. Um. We will. I, I'm, I shared with you before I hit record. You know, I am, I am tired. I have done way too many podcasts. This I don't know September. how you're. I don't know how you're. You're putting out an episode every day. Yeah. It's like I don't know how you're doing it. Yeah. So I'm gonna you're, take some time. You're the hardest October. working man in podcast. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so later this year, maybe uh, December, we'll we'll arrange a time we can do this again, and we'll talk Hyatt. We'll talk how your Eagles are doing and how my Cowboys are doing. We'll we'll do another marathon. How's that sound? Beautiful. I would love that. All right. That. Uh, if someone wants to reach you, how can they? The website is skipandjosh.com. Um, obviously, the podcast is available, you know, anywhere, you know, anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, all that stuff. Um, email skipandjoshshow at gmail.com. And you found me on Twitter, Jesse. It's at skipandjosh. And we also have a Facebook page. Skip and Josh podcast. Yeah, please go and check it out. I, I really do like these guys. Um, mm-hmm. It's a fun podcast. Um, they they do not take themselves too serious, but they have really serious uh, discussions about you know cartoon characters and, <laughs> and you know. Um, Next episode, Jesse is this top sports mascots. Ah, very nice. Well, and actually, there was an episode recently where we mentioned a mascot. I don't remember the circumstances. And then all of a sudden on Twitter, I see a notification. The mascot Hall of Fame is following you. <laughs> oh, nice. Well, that's so we good. always say we're a mascot friendly show. All right. So um, Rowdy is the absolutely worst, pod, <laughs> uh, you know, is the worst uh, mascot out there. Uh, who is he and, and, you know that is the Cowboys oh uh, uh, okay you know. I looked up list of mascots today and yeah. I was like anyone that I hadn't ever heard of obviously yeah. is discounted and there's so many I'm like who's this yeah. who's that like so you know, um, yeah. the Rowdy is like he is a cartoon you know is a human, right? He has a right. face. Oh, and they, he's yeah. a human. Yeah, yeah, I saw a few of those. There's a few teams yeah. that have a human. And, like Notre um, Dame has a guy, the yeah. leprechaun. Yeah. And so, um, except, you know, he's in a costume, right? It's not just right. the, you know, and um, <laughs> the joke always with the sports station, once again, is that it's Jerry Jr. Isn't Rowdy? <laughs> Probably is. <laughs> because, you know, Stephen is the one you hear all the noise. Like, Stephen is always in the meetings, on the press conferences. But Jerry Jr. Jerry, is like, Jerry Jr. Yeah, yeah, like, just... he's let him he's be the mascot. He let him be the mascot. Yes. Uh, so uh, I look uh, forward to hearing that episode. That'll be great. Um, listeners, I hope you've enjoyed the discussion as much as we have. Um, please, please continue to check us out. Um, take care of yourselves. Wash your hands. Remember to social distance. Wear an effing mask. Uh, we need you to take care of each other so we can get out of this and get back to hopefully Springsteen touring so that um, 
Skip and I can meet in person, and I can meet a lot of you guys in person at a show. But for now, take care, and we will talk to you soon. Doing a podcast at times can be a one-way conversation, and I hate that. So please let me know what you like and don't like about the work I'm doing. You can reach the podcast via email at setlessingbruce at gmail.com. The show is on Twitter, at setlessingbruce, and my personal Twitter is at jessejacksondfw. We have a website, www.setlessingbruce.com. From there, you can find links to other Springsteen podcasts, as well as other music-themed podcasts. We have a page devoted to our own SLB All-Star Band. These are guests who have been on the podcast more than three times. There is a link to our store where you can purchase Set Lessing Bruce shirts, as well as a Mary Question t-shirt. There is a link to our Patreon page where you can sign up to help support the podcast financially. We have different levels and different rewards based on your support. If you don't have any extra cash, and right now who does, you can support the podcast by subscribing via your favorite podcast player and leaving us a review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for people to find us. And please tell a friend about the podcast, especially if they love Bruce or music, because it will make a difference. You just heard the fun talking, hard rocking, music loving, album ranking, fan thinking, joy spreading, lyric reading, story sharing podcast that is the one, the only. That listing Bruce. Set Listing Bruce is part of the Southgate Media Podcast Group. The theme for Set Listing Bruce was written by David Rosen, used by permission. Thank you so much, Jesse. That was so much fun. <laughs> I hope you had fun. I thought I love it. I uh, love it. Because I'm talking about stuff that like I can't talk about this stuff with Josh. He has no yeah. clue what about half of these mm-hmm. things. So, so uh, does Josh have any? Um, any is he a fan of any kind of music, or is he? Oh yeah, yeah. Josh, okay. Josh, Josh got me into a lot of different music. He's okay. he's much more alternative rock. Okay. So me and Josh were roommates uh, in the nineties. Okay. And um, at the time, he really got me into this alt rock uh, mm-hmm. station that actually was they do this a lot in montreal they they get these really inexpensive stations right across the border okay <laughs> and then they pipe it into a huge market like montreal right okay, so we yeah. have <laughs> we had this station in plattsburgh new york 99.9 the buzz and and they played like all this alternative music and i was he, josh is still into all that music the oh, difference right. is is that i'm married i have kids i kind of mellowed yeah, out exactly, i got different yeah. tastes He's still single, and he still listens to the same music. You know, Uh, it's good. You know, I I I don't know how far you've gone back, but my buddy Bob Bland, who does the How Many podcast with me, does a little bend and scoop, which is indie. Uh, It is a podcast all about doing indie music, and he guest starred, uh, and he picked like seven or eight Springsteen covers that were done by indie artists, and he played them for me, and that was a lot of fun. We had a good time discussing that. Cool. So yeah, yeah. I know Josh is all kinds of music, but our tastes don't always converge. Right. We did an episode on our favorite Ben Folds songs. Yes, I, I remember um, seeing. Yeah, that. so that's an artist like that we have in common. You know mm-hmm. that he kind of got me into. When we're gonna do others, because when we do our next draft, I'm gonna 
I think we got a really good, um, we got a really, we got a lot more reception to the episodes when it's more interactive and yeah. I can put in some clips. So like the Seinfeld had all the clips and the announcers yeah. had all the, the clips and like the uniforms, well, it doesn't. No, you can't do that. audio. No. Yeah, you yeah. Can't, yeah. can't put any drops there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to do a music we'll pick a couple of bands that we both like, like maybe Pearl Jam or, um, well, there's Canadian bands that you don't know. (laughs) No, no, that's fine. That'd be good. Um, Well, if you ever think of a topic that you think it would be fun to have a third voice on, and I I would love to join you guys some Saturday morning. Yeah, I'm just going to invite myself on the podcast. Just, uh, but I would only want like if you think, oh, I think this would be fun for Jesse to join, and just to do that. Um, so we'll see. That'll be good. Yeah, awesome. All right, have a good night, my friend. Talk to you soon. But, but, so, is there a new season of Doctor Who coming? Uh, I don't know. No, they're going to be. See, we didn't even get to talk Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, the she. They, they're talking about doing – they are going to do a holiday special. I don't know yeah. if it will be a Christmas special or a New Year's special. I think special. a New Year's. Yeah. yeah, and then they will – they don't – sometime next year will be the next season. Do you like her? I love her. I, yeah. I do. I mean I don't have any problem with her. I, I like her as an actress. Yeah. I, I, I think she's fine. I just found the – I don't know how much she added to the character. Like I like the, I like the companions much better this, mm-hmm. than, than her. That's interesting. I like I like Graham. Mm-hmm. Like I like um, what's her name? Um, Yaz and Yaz. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I like them. Like yeah. I found they. It was more about them than it was about her. She's just sort of guiding them. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I've liked her, I, and I think she's doing a good job. I do think she gets. Have you seen uh, the show Broadchurch? No, I haven't. Oh. I need to see that. I, is, everyone yeah, Netflix, tells me that. She, well, I don't yeah. know. I, it's Canada it is, sometimes yeah, we have it, different Netflix. But I do there's think a big, it there's is. a lot. There's a big Doctor Who tie-in with Broadchurch because uh, Tennant and well, David Tennant obviously, yeah. but also the guy who played uh, Rory is also in it. Ah, nice. Well, and I He's know the that priest. the current uh, showrunner did Broadchurch, right? Yeah. Yeah, and so I, I'd like to see that because Jodie Whittaker is is. Something yes. in, in Broadchurch. She's yeah, like, I've heard. Wow. Yeah, I've heard she's really good in it. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's good. Um, all right. But I do, even though I'm saying I'm tired, I do think it would be fun to have you on, um, like, you know, maybe December. We talk yeah. a little, how's the yeah. NFC going, and then do yeah. a Hyatt discussion. I, oh, yes. I would like that a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want to, like, only – I don't want to, like – I mean – you do want to keep to your Springsteen? Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, so, see, you're too new. Yeah. Um, one of I am the things. Too new. Yeah, because yeah, the, all the yeah. episodes I listen to mostly really are yeah. Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. So what I do, and I, and and my, the guy who runs my network suggested this, is he said, you know what you ought to do is, um. Because he said, I feel this same way about Wilco that you do about Springsteen. Oh God, he I was said, just talking about Wilco two days ago. Yes. <laughs> and so he said, you know, you should you should just, if you run out of characters, and then he had no idea that this would be, you know, yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um, 
he said you could have people with other artists on <laughs> and so um i call those my b side episodes oh, that's great. because of a single right you have the a side and yeah. the b side yeah. so yeah, I, i'm old enough to remember <laughs> yeah there is a history of me doing what i call b side episodes where i have someone so yeah skip so bayless. skip bayless could learn something from I don't know. Oh, see, we could do an even. Um, I used to really like Skip's writing when he lived here in Dallas. I liked Skip too. I yeah. followed Skip on Twitter because I really liked First Take. I yeah. liked him and Stephen A. I thought it was yeah. good, and you know that he's doing shtick, which yeah. is fine. You know, yeah. like this is it. This is part of him. Yeah. But then at a certain point, I actually unfollowed him on Twitter. I'm like, yeah. I don't want to see what this guy's saying on my feed anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, I don't. To. Yeah. To to take someone who is admitting that yeah. hey I'm 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 fighting depression and I'm gonna get he's you. just looking at it he's looking at it from such an old fashioned way yes and exactly the way we are we as a society when I say we exactly yeah. the way we're trying not to look at it yeah exactly you're like why would you not support yeah. someone he just doesn't get it and like and and i don't think it's his fault you know but like he just doesn't get it you know like the whole point is we have a thing here it's getting late jesse That's but okay. there's there's a day here and i forget the day it's in the it's probably coming up it's in the fall yeah. i think anyway so the big the big um cable telephone company yeah. here is bell it's called bell so it's like comcast you know cell phones yeah. cable whatever so they have a day every year called bell let's talk and every tweet email text anything with the hashtag bell let's talk they give 10 cents to you know um health health uh, mental health initiatives nice and the whole point of that thing is let's talk the whole yeah. point of it is so you shouldn't suffer in silence. You should be able to talk about it. Right. You should be able to talk about it openly and not be judged. And like Skip is just, he really just missed the boat, you know? Yeah, I totally agree. I, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But you have a real connection with him in Dallas. Yeah, Yeah, we did. And like I said, Aikman I used hates to... hates him, you know? Aikman oh, yeah. Aikman. Oh, he, he was on this station and he flat told the the morning guys that he reached out to the president of Fox Sports and said, I don't understand why you're hiring this guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I read the story, and I don't know if it's true. That, <laughs> Well, I like to believe it's true, just like you told yeah. the other story. Let's, let's believe it's true. Yeah. That at one point, Aikman went to his agent mm -hmm. and said, if I just go up to Skip Bayless and punch him in the face, how much money is it going to cost me? Is it over a million dollars or under a million dollars? Yeah. And his agent told him more than a million dollars, more than a million. So then he didn't do it. <laughs> well, and supposedly um, he I have heard him say that there was one point in his life that if he had been in the room with Skip Bayless, he would have punched him in the face. And he said, and I will honestly tell you, I don't know if I'm over that. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you know, like, because... I, I, like I have nothing but respect for Troy Aikman. I think he's the worst NFL color man. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> oh, but... see, I'm biased. I love Troy and I Buck know. together. I, I'm, yeah. I'm sure, but like I just I don't like him when he's on the telecast. But okay. I mean, sure. I, I'm well, and like away from his career and yeah. who he is, and you know, like yeah. he seems like a great guy. You know, like yeah, <laughs> you know? he has a great sense of humor and he's really yeah. good on the radio. You know, but he was just pissed that. Bayless called him. He said he was gay. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and exactly. uh, and really pissed them off. Um, and yeah, that's 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 funny. Uh, that yeah, I, I, I believe I that story. I hope I can travel in 2021, Jesse. What? Because I get to Dallas every so often. Well, good. Well, hopefully, would then we can share a meal. That would be awesome, and uh, that sounds great. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.